welcome back to the Film Obsessed Couple. I am Shelly. And I'm Scott. And we have some exciting news today. Today is our 20th episode. Yes, I can't believe it. And it's not a huge milestone, but boy, have I been excited to get here. Really? Have you been? Yeah. That's when we, we released our first couple episodes. I'm just like, oh, I want more content out there. I want to yeah. get more, 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 more. And uh, yeah, and we're here. We're getting 20. We're we're building. We did. Yeah, we have. We're here. I can't believe it. And we didn't really look at the schedule ahead of time because maybe you know, we should have done something fun for 20. Maybe something big. Oh, you mean movie-wise? Yeah, something better than this one because we're doing Pompeii today. Yeah, I did. I I mean, I'm okay with that. Uh, I thought it was okay. Okay. I didn't like it actually. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought it was good. Did I love it? No. Would I want to watch it again? Probably not. Yeah. But if you haven't ever seen Pompeii, stay with us cuz we're going to go through the movie and we're going to talk about it. We're going to tell you what our thoughts are. We're going to maybe throw in something funny here and there, hopefully. <laughs> yes. We, we, My goal, anyway, is I would love to make somebody laugh, uplift your day, make it a little more fun and exciting. Yeah, that was the whole goal of this podcast as well. So, And we thought we could do that by watching some, maybe some bad movies or some meh movies. You know, Pompeii wouldn't have been one I would have picked just to watch regularly. But, you know, we're doing it for the show. Yeah, and it's got that guy. Kit Harrington. Yeah, Kit Harrington in it. Doing a Game of Thrones type movie, yeah. And he has got some washboard abs. Dude, the trivia on IMDb is just about his abs. There's a ton there's just a ton of things being like he took this role because he wanted to work out all the time and trans really transform himself and you so? know the director got really mad when they released the trailer and I guess people were all like, Oh, those are CGI. Like there's no way he has those abs. And he's like, no, he really worked out. Mm, they did look a little too, like, sculpted. Like, maybe they put some makeup around him to make him, like, shaded. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure he probably had them, but maybe not as defined. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. And it was just about, like, he just went crazy. He was working, like, three three times a day for six weeks straight. And his trainer was like, whoa, hey, <laughs> you gotta you got to calm it down. Yeah, and then there's just more kind of reiterating the same things. Just that's really the IMDb trivia. Really? Just, <laughs> just pretty much. Just his abs. The other trivia is do you know this director is married to Mila Jovovich, who is in the Resident Evil movies? Oh. The other trivia is she came to set when he directed this movie. <gasps> what? And he's so stupid. That's crazy, coming like, and visiting her husband yeah, on the set? I was like, why, why is that a point on the trivia? <laughs> who does that? That scene at the beginning, we'll get there, of course, but the scene where he walks out at the beginning of the, where he does the gladiator thing, where he kills all those people, mm -hmm. they shot that at like the very end of the movie, so they gave him more time to work on his abs. Oh, wow. And there's a scene where he's getting whipped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he gets whipped, mm -hmm. and they had to reshoot that scene because towards the end of the movie, he had gotten like ridiculously more in shape. And he was like, shit, you're going to be with your shirt off. Let's redo that. So I told you, it's all about his abs. <laughs> I think they were hoping he would sell the movie. Yeah, I guess. This guy has not been in great movies. Like, he was in Res uh, Silent Hill 2, which was awful. Which, another trivia on IMDb is that Carrie Ann Moss, who plays the mother of the girl in this movie, mm -hmm. Trinity, is in that as well. 
that movie was bad. This one was bad. He was in the Eternals for like two seconds. Well, you know what? Game of Thrones. I know the ending a lot of people didn't like. Yeah, I, I, I've heard a lot of people say it kind of ruined the whole show for them, like going back and watching it. It would stink to watch it because you're like, well, the ending is just going to blow it so hard. Like, why would I want to go back through and get invested? Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't know that I would want to rewatch it, but I mean, he's very successful in that show. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. He's very successful. But one thing I kind of realized with Breaking Bad is that these people in these shows don't really seem to go on to do much. Like Brian Cranston, when Breaking Bad ended, I'm like, he's going to be the best actor in the world. Like, he's going to be in so many things and win all the Oscars and... He got nominated for one but didn't win, but he's just really not in everything, it seems like. Hmm. Same with Jesse. You wonder what they're doing. I don't know. Maybe they're just living off of everything that they got from Breaking Bad and, like, taking a break. Could be. Or doing behind-the-scenes stuff. And it's the same with Mad Men. I mean, John Hamm, the leader of that, has been in stuff, but they don't really seem to go on to do much. Hmm. And Kit Harington, like, um, the guy that plays his brother Rob is in Eternals with him. He plays the head eternal the guy who can shoot laser beams out of his eyes mm. but yeah that just it doesn't seem like they go on to do much i was so ready for brian cranston and aaron paul to just be the best actors in the world because breaking bad's my favorite show yeah and they just, didn't <laughs> you enjoy the characters and you can you almost want to see them more yeah you know even if it's a different character at least it's the same actor and you're gonna at least get some of their personality anyway. Yeah, I think very shortly after Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston was in like a movie where he played a Russian mobster. And I'm like, holy shit, here we go. <laughs> here we go. And it wasn't very good. Oh. No fault of his own. And then he was in that Ben Affleck movie, um, Argo. And he played like a CIA agent. He has a very great meltdown in that movie where they're like, Ben Affleck, and he's trying to get these refu- or these people out of a place. <laughs> I can't remember exactly where they're in. I, I, I it's not know. Afghanistan or maybe Iraq. It's been a while. But he has a very great meltdown on the CIA guy where he's like, do your fucking job. Man. I'm like, yes, that is the Brian Cranston. But anyway, Ken Harrington is in movies like this, okay. basically. Is that whole, what are we in, an hour in after what I just said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was letting you go, man. You're, <laughs> you're passionate. <laughs> you just get it. So this film is pg-13 and i just i don't know sometimes i like it when it opens up and it says what's in it it's almost like a do all movies do that do i miss every one of them where they say like foul language and all that um are you talking about where it's at like the top of the screen mm-hmm. i think they just do that for like when you rent it oh, okay but i don't think it tells you like what it's rated if you're like watching it in the theater oh, oh maybe or, that's on, what I'm thinking. or on a dvd but this was foul language, sexual content, and violence. Mm-hmm. And it's PG-13. Well, that's like the newest episode of Better Call Saul, the first one of the season. It was like for nudity. And I'm like, nudity? And then Saul was naked in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it said brief nudity. Yes. Wasn't you even see like... his butt crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness that was brief. So it opens up with a bunch of words. There's lots of words. Damn, those words. I don't know why, but I wanted to type all of them out. Yeah, I was like stopping every second for you to like type it. (laughs) I just wrote down it was uh, important words from Pliny the Younger. In the darkness, you could hear the crying of women, the wailing of infants, and the shouting of men. Some prayed for the help of others, wished for death. Some prayed for help, others wished for death. But still more imagined that there were no gods left. And that the universe was plunged into eternal darkness. And then it said it was 
Pliny the Younger, AD 79. Okay. Which I'm guessing that, to me, it kind of looked like how the Bible is. Yes. So that's what it kind of reminded me of. So that, that was the opening. And really excited whenever, like, the first screen shows, you see Billy Goats. Oh, yes. Cute I uh, Billy Goats. I was going to mention, like, when all this text is going on, it keeps cutting back to, like, ash falling on mountains and, like, people, mm-hmm. like, bodies of people. Yeah, like outlines of people. Foreshadowing. I just typed in Pliny the Younger on my phone just to kind of see if he was real or what the story was that he wrote. And the first thing, I guess, there is a Pliny the Younger uh, Russian Brewing Company beer. Oh. Mm. <laughs> he was an author from Rome. Okay. And his father was Pliny the Elder. <laughs> Didn't have much uh, <laughs> much imagination back then. That's okay. That's like my dad being called Scott the Older. <laughs> So we have a young Milo played by Kit Harrington. He's, you know, sleeping away next to a little fire. And then he hears some horses and some rustling outside. And he's like, well, this isn't right. So he goes outside and the camp is under attack. It's a funny moment where, like, this kid has been sleeping through all this. Yeah. It's like, I just imagine him to wake up, open up the, like, the tent flap and it'd be like, (laughs) close it. Open it. Ah! <laughs> but like, oh, is that really happening? <laughs> but yeah, he's been... Keep it closed. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been sleeping through this. And, the, and you know, it's not like it just started. Like, people are getting murdered. So I'm like, man, this kid's a hard-ass sleeper. Yeah, and he just walks out. It's, oh, what is it? There's a kid that has headphones on and the music is playing. And then the whole house is getting shot up around him. Oh, that's in Face Off. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing What a Wonderful World. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, that's it. No. Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yep, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No. no, (laughs) Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's a very artistic moment in Face Off. You see all these people getting killed, and it's like, somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. They should have had the same thing happen to this little boy. Well, he just put some headphones on him. (laughs) didn't exist during didn't that exist. time he's put some mud in his ears <laughs> but i w- was writing down here because he's just walking through and he's like no reaction he's just like stone-faced walking through i'm like this kid mm-hmm. is, is messed up for life he totally is and yeah i mean he's messed up currently probably just from the way that he talks about his dad later it sounds like he just kills everybody but or at least he fights for his people i should say yeah but he um his mom spots him and runs over and, and grabs him, and they both kind of watch the father get killed. Yeah. So that was that was kind of sad. And in the moment, you don't know that it's his mom and dad, but later it comes out that that's kind of what it's suggesting. Because um, they say that these are like horse people. They say it a few times. So horsemen. like what whatever this tribe or this group of people are, they're like the horsemen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which nowadays horse people would be more accurate i think <laughs> horse people not horse men <laughs> right we don't want to put a label on it horse they horse <laughs> yes there they like the they like the when i say when you say horse people it just reminds me of the horses at the end of that movie uh sorry to bother you remember the one with the guy he's like the uh he's working in a call center and he finds out that like it's the wild ass movie where like the company's turning people into horses yes <laughs> At the end, everybody's a horse. That is insane. Uh, it just reminds, you say horse people. It just reminds me of those guys, like those big centaur people running up at the end. 
Oh, that, yeah, that was totally insane. Spoilers, spoilers for Sorry to Bother You. But while his mom is holding him and they're watching, you know, she's watching her husband get killed. Yeah. He's watching his dad get killed. A horse comes and knocks her down. Um, and he goes tumbling to the to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then Corvus, who is played by Kiefer Sutherland, mm-hmm. I'm going to refer to him as fucking Corvus this whole show. Fucking Corvus. Because I don't like him. The, well, there's a funny trivia point on his name here. And it was like, Corvus in Rome or Latin or whatever means raven, which is a very apt hmm. name for him. Like, What? Why? Like, he doesn't act like a raven. He acts like a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Snake. I, I don't get that yes. trivia point. Yeah, Snake would have been better. And it's not that I don't like Kiefer Sutherland. He's fine. I don't like his character. Yeah, he's the bad guy in the movie. And he... I didn't know that they had cigarettes back then because he's all... <laughs> this is no. how he sounds. <laughs> I was like, they were smoking? You know, I it's didn't... Kiefer Sutherland's voice, which you get that voice by smoking forever. And he's just like, we need the trade routes reopened. <laughs> Are you jealous? Don't start smoking, okay? No, he does have a very distinct voice, but I wouldn't want to mess the voice yeah, up. Yeah, don't. Not worth it. I'm going to be like Joni Mitchell, the singer, who hated her high voice, so she just smoked forever to try to change it. Yeah. But but that made me laugh, because, you know, it's Kiefer Sutherland's voice, and he's doing this weird British kind of accent. Mm. And he's like, we need the trade routes real. Well, it's hard to do his voice in a British accent. Mm-hmm. It's like, we need the trade routes reopened. I sound like that guy from Star Wars. I'm the- not gonna attempt no i need to practice on (laughs) you're just gonna hear me start saying different things need to practice different uh voices yeah (laughs) but yeah that's apparently you kind of get an idea of what they're doing is i guess these horse people were holding up the trade routes of of rome or something or they were in Mm -hmm. the area so Kiefer sutherland and his boys come in there and slaughter them all so they can have the areas reopen so yeah fucking corvus slits milo's mom's throat Right mm-hmm. there in front of him. Yeah. And then orders his men to kill everybody. And his... I thought this guy's name, his second in command is was Marcus. Because I swear they say it later. But oh. his name is something different. Yeah, it is Proculus? Yeah, I, I maybe I misheard it because I could have swore they said Marcus in the arena later. But yes, he goes through and he's killing people for Kiefer Sutherland. Which, my goodness. Milo was smart and he played dead. Yeah, he's like underneath all these bodies. Yeah. Which is kind of what happens to him in that episode of um, Game of Thrones when they're trying to take Winterfell back. Like all the, they they fight that really evil kid, Ramsay. Mm -hmm. Like all those dead bodies are like piling on top and he gets to the bottom and he has to like crawl through. Done very, very, very much better in that episode than this. He just crawls out and he's like, wow, I have no reaction to this. This kid. (laughs) I did find it odd that they're slaughtering these people, but then they pile them up in a pile why not just leave them where they are i don't know yeah it's just like extra work yeah right (laughs) but he climbs out after they pile everybody on top of them and he notices that some of the villagers are hung in a tree with their weapons and his mom and dad is one of them yeah so i think like the the main people of that village was hung upside down in a tree as a symbol yeah to be like don't fuck with fucking corvus rome yeah (laughs) and then wouldn't you know it he's standing there and he just gets picked up immediately by these slavers yeah well i think he lasts a day or so oh yeah you see him sleeping he sleeps under a tree and then yeah he does he gets picked up and 
they're like looking at his teeth and kind of seeing it. I, I'm I'm guessing if he's got good teeth and he's well nourished. What that means for being a gladiator, I have no idea. Yeah, but but it, it then it switches and it says directed by Paul W. S. Anderson again here afterwards. It says his name twice. At the beginning of the credits it's like Paul W. S. Anderson film. And then all the credits and it's like directed by Paul W. S. Anderson. So it was like, was he that proud of it? <laughs> I want my name on there twice. <laughs> Three times with the credits at the end. Well, hey, if you're the director, get it. Which, I don't know, I can't remember if it said a film by, but come on, this isn't a film. This is a movie. This is an out-and-out, just people going to see this on an afternoon when they've got nothing better to do. It's a movie. (laughs) Film makes me think of arty, more serious movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, Which Paul W.S. Anderson directed Resident Evil. Uh, He did a few of those movies. I know he came back at the end and finished them. Did you know that his wife was in those? (laughs) He did Mortal Kombat, which is actually a pretty good movie, the first one from the 90s. And then he also did his best movie, which was Event Horizon, where that ship comes back and it realizes that it's been through hell, like literally, and it's brought it back with it. We need to watch it. I didn't mean to spoil it, but it's amazing. Sure. It's it's pretty scary. At least it's been a long time, but I remember watching it and being pretty freaked out. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. So then we get to Londinium. Sure. I thought it was like Britannia or something. I don't know. Londinia. Londinium. Londinium. of Britannia. Okay, sure. Britannia. 17 years later. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say that. 17 years later. And this is some... Um, like, this movie is just Gladiator. Have you ever seen Gladiator? I have. This movie is just a complete ripoff of Gladiator. Not that I remember a lot of it, but I have seen well, Russell Crowe was a soldier for Rome. He was going to be made, I think he was going to be made the next emperor, but he declined it. He gets betrayed, basically, without giving the plot away. He gets betrayed, and then he, his family gets slaughtered. He gets sold into being a gladiator. If you ever wanted to see Gladiator, I mean, this movie does it poorly, but it's pretty much like it. All right. Well, they, uh, they open up with the gladiators fighting in a pit and there's like guys watching i'm guessing like higher up people or higher on the ladders watching and saying how how he's looking for something fresh and new and then out walks milo in his glory abs yeah i wrote here i was like man he's ripped as shit (laughs) and i thought they called him kelt they were calling him something yeah because i was like oh his name's kelt but maybe that's just like kind of a he has no name type word or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they said he's called Kelt, last of his people. <laughs> yeah, which we don't. Maybe that's like the type of his or his people. They were Celts or something, like Celtic people. Oh, it could be. But yes, oh, yes. that makes sense. That makes sense for yeah. later because they call it a Celtic rebellion. Okay, well that mm-hmm. makes sense then. Um, but we don't find it out till much later in the movie. But yes, you keep you've said it a few times. His name is Milo. Which is so mm. underwhelming. It is. Compared to the others. Atticus. Uh, yeah, Atticus is like the best. And then we have Severus, which is playing the dad of Cassia. The the girl, Emily Browning, is the mm-hmm. actress's name. Yep. Her dad's played by Jared Harris, who's a great actor, slumming it in this movie. Yeah, and then um, Carrie Ann Moss is Ariella, is the mom of... Cassia. <laughs> I don't know if I caught that, but. So, yeah, anyway, there, there's much, like, more powerful names. Yeah. Than 
Milo. Yeah, I mean, Russell Crowe's name in Gladiator was Maximus Decimus Meridius, his full name. <laughs> Damn. That's fucking... Because he has that line, he's like, my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Say that ten times fast. I bet he had to practice that. Yeah. So they're calling him Maximus, and and they call him the Spaniard hilariously in that movie. Russell oh. Crowe being Spaniard. Um, but yes, very disappointing his name's Milo, because it builds it up to later, we'll find it, but he's like, my name is Milo. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted... Fear the Milo. Yeah, Atticus to be like, that's it? That's a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the movie when I was a kid, Milo and Otis, and I was like, I love that name. Yes, maybe. Uh, and it does, it kind of, maybe they did it because it is kind of a... Oh, little puppy. It's so oh, cute. Yeah. Oh, I just want to pinch your little cheeks. Maybe it comes like that. Um, but well, he comes out. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry, I was going to say, like those puppies in that Milo and Otis movie, he also gets abused and killed by the Japanese people that made that film. I had to break that to Shelly the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, terrible animal abuse going on. Because I haven't seen Milo and Otis. I don't know if any animals die in there. Like, if it shows that an animal might die. In a movie, I don't want to watch. Well, I don't think they show it in the movie, but behind the scenes, animals were dying. They like didn't give a like, shit. Literally, yeah. But I don't, I don't want it to be literally or figuratively. Well, right. Either, I just don't like to see animals dying. People, eh. yeah. Who cares? But yes, we get a huge gladiator scene because this guy Gracious is watching him. He's dressed like a Roman guy. He's got the white robe on and his hair, like his curled hair, and he's looking for a new gladiator, I guess. Yeah, but my he comes out and he's just like, ugh, this again. Yeah. And he just kills people, like four gladiators in two minutes, and goes back inside where he's being held captive. Yeah. Which, you know, for him to be a gladiator at this point, he must have survived quite some time. Oh, absolutely. Probably been through hell. Yeah. Um, And then the guy that was watching saying he wanted something fresh and new, he was like, well, he's being wasted here. Yeah. So that's when... You know, let's take him back to a little place I know called Pompeii. Pompeii. It's funny. We get like an Indiana Jones type thing where it shows a map and it like shows them like where they are. And then it kind of goes over to Pompeii. I'm glad you I remember that because I just typed out map showing a volcano in Pompeii. Yeah. But I can't, I couldn't remember exactly like what kind of map it was. <laughs> so they show the city. This is a big city. I thought when I always heard about it, I always thought it was like a little town or something. But this is a huge city, and I just wrote in my notes. I was like, well, this was a good idea to build a fucking city right next to this volcano, right, guys? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, why not? Because it's the gods controlling it. Yeah. Whenever they goes off, they're like, oh, the gods are mad, or oh, the gods are fine today. They're not killing us. So, I mean, if you're going to go, you're going to go, right? <laughs> if we want to go, we want it to be quick. That's like, I read something the other day of somebody who moved, like, next to possible hot spots of where Russia could attack, like, back in the 80s or something, mm. where they were like, we want to be next to, you know, the nukes, because if we go, we want to go quick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not be, like, survivors, because we're in Missouri, so I don't think there would be a hot spot if they nuked us. Um, so we would be left in the aftermath of, like, all this nuclear fallout. <laughs> so we're moving to L.A., baby. We're gonna be right near it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry for that no. <laughs> depressing tangent right there. I'm like, don't make me think about that stuff. Um, so Milo, along with several of the other gladiators, are being shackled and taken alongside this carriage. 
uh, a horse steps and falls into a hole and he falls down so the carriage and everybody just stops and no one's really going to the horse's aid or really doing anything so milo gets upset and he's like the horse is in pain yeah yeah and while that's happening or before we meet his love interest cassia right played by emily browning she's riding in this this big chariot kind of cab type thing and mm-hmm. with her friend i'm gonna put friend in quotation marks ariadne hopefully not slave <laughs> they, no they say sister later but i don't think they're s- blood sisters yeah i, I don't think, think they're so just, like really good friends her parents don't give a shit about this girl they never talk to her yeah, right so, so that's why i was I'm like, like i don't think they're sisters that's what i wrote and i was like hopefully this lady is a friend and not a slave yeah i'm thinking it's a slave but i felt bad for this lady playing ariadne because like when they were designing her costume that she wears they were it, it just imagined they were like all right make that cut on her chest lower uh, lower <laughs> lower and make her bend over a lot because Oh, boy. I felt, because it is, she's, like, bent over all the time, and it's, like, this dress she's wearing is, like, cut to her belly button almost. I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> I guess I didn't notice that. But uh, I'm well, a man. I know, automatically noticed that, right? No. I was, I was just... paying attention to abs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just was like, oh, this poor lady. Like, we got to get some boobs in here. Yeah. But this is, you know, Cassie. Cassia gets out and kneels behind, by, or, hold on here, mm-hmm. back up. Uh, Cassia does order um, one of the guards to let Milo help the horse and she kneels next to him and um, Milo's being really good with the horse just calming him down and he's like yeah if you could just put some pressure on his shoulder that'd be great and he grabs the neck of the horse and snaps its neck (laughs) yes and she was kind of in shock at first, and one of the guards is like, he's a savage. I think it was Ariadne or whatever. She's like, what a oh, savage killing that horse. Maybe. And then Cassia's like, that's probably the kindest thing he could have done for it. Yeah. Yeah. She's all like in love with him because she's like, oh, he showed compassion by breaking that horse's neck. <laughs> yeah. Which she's right. I mean, and that's, well, yeah. it's in those times you can't just take it to a vet and have its leg reset or whatever because it's probably broken so the horse is done for yeah he has a funny line too before they take his chains off they're like where do you think you're going and he's just like the horse <laughs> <laughs> this is funny the horse i gotta get to the horse oh and when they start to leave as well that horse has gone it's like nowhere oh, to be yeah. seen yeah it's like right in front when all this happens well, and then they were all like all right everybody let's go and the horse is just gone yeah yeah that's not the best we do now see Pompeii and it there's like a festival of Venalia. Yeah, they say something, a big festival or something. Something going on. So there's a lot of people there. Good timing. And Cassia says that she is coming home from Rome. She's been in Rome for a while and she's finally getting out and coming home. Mm-hmm. And I guess the carriage kind of gets stuck in all these people that are in this little festival. So they just go running off yeah, through the, the town. This the um the freeway's backed up, so they got to get out. They, they're going to walk on foot because this is going to be a while. Yeah, so they they get to their destination, which is Cassia's home. And her mom and dad are very happy to see her. And they're like, oh, we want to hear all about Rome. And they seem like just really nice parents. But as they're going in, it just made me laugh because, like, I think it shows the volcano and stuff. And you're kind of getting these shots like, ooh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow sometime, mm-hmm. you know, getting these... 
And it just made me laugh that if it was Pierce Brosnan from his character from Dante's Peak, that volcano movie, if he was just in this movie again, but as the same character, like, from, like, you know, not, not as a character in the movie, but, like, his same exact character. And he was just all like, it's going to blow. we got to get everyone out of here. It's going to blow. <laughs> oh, good. Maybe. I mean, because, yeah, of course, it wants... The, as far as the movie goes, they kind of want to show you that, ooh, something's happening. You know, just getting a little rumble here and there. Yeah. But yes, her family, her, her Cassia's parents are very happy. And she brings, she starts bringing her stuff in. And Jared Harris has a funny line. He goes, Juno's tit. Is this all your luggage? <laughs> <laughs> Juno's tit. Wow. Well, Juno was a god or one of the gods. Okay. But yeah, Juno's tit. That's kind of like in the game Elden Ring I've been playing. There's a line in there. Marika is a god, or the main one of the main people in the game's lore. And one character goes, Marika's tit. <laughs> <laughs> just an old exclamation, I guess. So we just need to whatever name and then just put tit next Jesus to it. Jesus' tits. <laughs> and that's, that just means like, holy shit. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just don't put my name next to it. Her mom, Ariella does say that her dad, who is Severus, uh, has notified every single man in Pompeii that she's back. So, you know, of course, in the times, she's younger, but probably, I don't know, I mean, let's say at least 18. So it's time to marry her on to a rich guy so they can keep their heritage or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, they lived so short back then, you know, she's almost in her... 60s at this point true she's halfway through her life so gotta get married but you know milo and the other slaves are being led over to the coliseum area they get led into these like prison areas cages. yeah cages and the they're not the head guy gracious but his other guy um whatever the guy's name is he's kind of like the slave master which is not in the imdb trivia there is a guy named slave master it is not him Oh, are you meaning... Bellator. Yeah, Bellator. He's being really mean to these... He says, feed these animals. <laughs> animals. And we get introduced... I guess they just pair them up two by two, I suppose, but Milo gets put into the cage of another guy named Atticus, mm -hmm. who is the guy, we'll call him Mr. Echo from Lost. I want you to say his real name. <laughs> She's giving me this weirdest look. <laughs> I've heard it before, I believe. What? Who? Who were you talking about? Atticus. Oh, Atticus. Okay, His real on. name, I believe, oh, is Adewale Akinoy Agbaje. Oh, I like it. Yeah. He's been in a ton of stuff, but yes, Mr. Echo, he was the coolest character on Lost, and I guess he hated being in Hawaii at the time. He asked them to write him off, and they killed him. Really? Spoilers. Oh, wow. But he was the cool... I really liked Mr. Echo on that show. I did, too. He gets killed by the smoke monster, but yeah, he's the he's Atticus. He's in there too. And then I think this is where they show them sitting around, like eating later at night or something. They're all in like the cafeteria portion of the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. So Gladiator goes up to Milo and and says that another one of the gladiators wants to know his name because he wants to know who killed his brother. Uh oh. Yeah. And yeah, Milo's like, I'm not gonna tell you shit. So a fight breaks out. Yep. So, you know, our, our prison fight, you always have to have one of those. And two of the other gladiators, I think it was Atticus and somebody else. Some other dude, yeah. Was betting on who was going to win. They're like a day's, or a day's like 
portions or something or like food. Like food. Yeah. yeah. Food or wine probably. But you think that Milo's going to get killed because this guy has his head underwater. Yeah, he's getting his ass kicked to start. But I guess the guy gets his hands too close to Milo's face and he ends up biting a couple of his fingers off. Uh, yes. Which, if you, if you really think about it, I mean, they make it seem so easy to bite, you know, your phalanges off. It's it's not that easy. The Regina Phalanges? That's her friends. Phalange. <laughs> that was Phoebe's fake name. That is that is a medical term for fingers. I see. Yes, it w- you would think it would be very hard because there's bones in there. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if you get right at the the bend of it where the cartilage is. Kind of almost to the knuckle. Oh, let me see your finger. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Let's try this for science. <laughs> uh, I don't even think I could do that. I think... That one guard, the the B word. Oh, Bellator? Yeah, Bellator comes in and breaks up the fight. Yeah, because uh, Milo was kicking the shit out of this guy at the end. He like got on top of him and was beating the shit out of mm-hmm. him. And then the main guy comes in, the main guard. I can't remember his name. Bellator. No, that's the... Oh, Gracious? Gracious. Gracious is the main boss, and Bellator is like his second-in-command. Gotcha. So... Gracious comes in and tells Bellator, he's like, yeah, this shouldn't have happened. So now Bellator is like pissed because he got in trouble yeah. by his boss. So, I mean, I think that kind of comes in play later because he tries to throw Milo under the bus and mm-hmm. and things like that. But uh, this is where you see more of the volcano brewing. And then I put, I was yeah. like, I wonder if anybody's looking after it. Like if somebody's like keeping track of it and seeing if you could see lava coming up i don't know i doubt it because again they just think it's the gods doing it so they're like well if it's gonna go it's gonna go they have no control yeah Yeah, speaking of of me earlier saying dante's peak do you remember the uh in that scene in the movie where um the people go like nude swimming in like a hot spring and they get burned alive because it's lava underneath it oh yeah 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 that's kind of what happens probably here in a minute uh oh yeah actually right now so I'm I called him the stable boy. Yeah, I don't know. But he was taking Cassia's horse out to kind of loosen him up a little bit because she wants to ride him because she, yeah, she she's, missed him. She's like, oh, it's my favorite horse. So, of course, you know, let's do this at night. And they kind of go up to a stream and you look at the stream and it's kind of bubbling a little bit. It's kind of like weird. But the horse is like, fuck this. And he kind of rears up and bucks the stable boy off Mm -hmm. and then you just start seeing the ground break apart it just starts collapsing yeah and it swallows this guy guy up i mean and the water looks really hot so i bet that's kind of the lava is kind of flowing underneath the water and collapsing the earth yeah maybe so i don't know but yeah he this guy goes down and the horse gets away Mm -hmm. we then get to see like a scene between milo and atticus where Milo and Atticus, where um, <laughs> that's the next movie. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. Atticus is all like, "You cost me food or whatever." He bet on him with because he bet that yeah. Milo was gonna die, and he's like, "What is your name?" He doesn't tell him or something, but then he's like, "My name's Atticus," and he's like, "I don't." Milo is like, "I don't want to know your name." He's like, "Because you're just another person that I'm gonna have to kill." Right. He's like, "We're gonna have to end up killing each other." So my name is my own, and I have no interest in learning yours. Yeah. We kind of get an idea, or at some point we get the backstory with Atticus is that he is about done. 
he's like three days away from retirement. Mm-hmm. He's just got to win another... One more fight. One more fight, or two more, because he does one, and then he's got another. But yes, he's got to win a fight, and then that's it. You know, he's out. He's a, he's won his freedom, which is, again, the plot of Gladiator. He tries to win his freedom in that movie, and if he wins this the Gladiator pit arena thing, he's free. So I am just couldn't help but start thinking of two better movies than this one, like Gladiator and Dante's Peak. <laughs> so I'm like... I don't know if they knew what they wanted to do with this movie. They're like, yes, they wanted to make a movie about the volcano, but an hour of this hour and 45-minute movie is Gladiators. That's true. And then it's just kind of like towards the end, then it kind of everything happens, and then boop, that's it. Yeah, because I think they were like, oh, shit, we got to do volcano oh, stuff. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, this volcano's erupting. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah, so this isn't I, – I thought that this was a scene where they actually fought, but to remember it right, no, they're, they're just practicing. Because they want to see what yeah. they all can do. They have, like, wooden swords. Yeah. And then I was like, well, you know, they're fighting each other. Milo's got to win. He's the main guy. And I'm like, well, Atticus, Atticus is going to die. And I don't I don't want that. Yeah. It's very funny. They're, they're like, Atticus, let's see if you can take this newbie. So they fight for a bit. And every time, like, one of them, like, gets a hit on the other, everybody that's around them, like, claps their shield. Like, <laughs> it's just weird. It's just a weird little tidbit to me, but kind of unified in a in a way. Yeah, so they fight for quite a bit and then, you know, Milo gets on top of him and he's like holding Atticus down and some rando comes up behind him with or it's the dude his that thought he killed his brother mm-hmm. comes up behind him with a knife and tries to stab Milo. Yeah, he has a shank. Yeah, <laughs> prison shank, yes. <laughs> and Atticus sees it and he saves him. He kicks Milo off and prevents him from getting stabbed yeah and kicks that other guy yeah it was the same guy that he bit the fingers off of and then i i put i'm like i guess they didn't have any toothbrushes back then <laughs> no he couldn't like melt it down into a fine point it was like a piece of wood and yeah and a sharp rock <laughs> it's like toothbrush <laughs> what is a toothbrush but atticus says like no gladiator should die with a knife in the back yeah he's like that's not the way gladiators go man they get killed, you know, face to face in a yeah. duel. So wouldn't you know it, Kiefer Sutherland comes back. It shows him coming into the city and he's riding. He's got, it's him. He looks exactly the same as he did 17 years ago. He hasn't aged a bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah. And his right hand man, of course, same guy. Um, they're riding in with a bunch of people coming to Rome. And are they here to hear, are they there at Pompeii to hear Cassia's dad's proposal? Or are they just there for the festival? Um, so I put, oh, and political stuff, blah, blah. Scott, oh, yes. Scott will tell you more. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cassia's dad, his backstory is he's trying to, like, build the town or city up. He's trying to do, like, renovations. Okay. It's the renewal sense. project in Batman. Okay. Well, in the movie The Batman we just watched, he uh, there's a whole renewal project that Bruce Wayne's dad did to, like, renew the city. Yeah. So he this will this is what I imagine that Cassie's dad's doing in this movie. He's trying to like rebuild everything and like make it better. Help the mentally ill and provide food. I'm just making shit up. Yeah, I, I was like no I don't know if they knew what mentally ill at the time was back then. Yeah. <laughs> make Pompeii great again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a good slogan. <laughs> but yes, he's there and I think he's just there for the festival as well. But he, Corvus, Kiefer Sutherland's character, is talking to Cassia's dad, and he's like, Why are some of your men, when I walked in the city, and people were turning their backs to me? Because <laughs> like, they fucking hate you? Yes. Because you're a killer? 
Maybe that's why fucking Corvus. Well, I have it in my notes that talked about him winning his freedom, and I kind of already went over that. But Jared Harris, Severus, and his wife, Carrie Ann Moss, who's a mafudge? I don't know. Who's a mafudgeous? Who's a mafudgeous? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's Rome. It's got to be. Yes. <laughs> they go to Kiefer Sutherland. He's got this tent set up, and, you know, they're trying to get him to invest. You know, he's he's like, I'm I'm building these new apartment complexes it's gonna be great i just need some capital mm-hmm. <laughs> no mm-hmm. he's like we need to invest in rome and the emperor i think the emperor would really love to invest in this he would be you know very very happy or i want to buy this parking lot so i can sell more <laughs> cars <laughs> yeah he was like well and, and yeah Kiefer sutherland's like okay well what's your finder's fee he's like finder's fee no 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 it's my idea it's <laughs> like well there are yeah, it's like the Emperor of Rome is not a bank. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what happened. I knew you would know. I knew it. He says something to Kiefer Sutherland where he's like, hail the, er, hail the Emperor, or I'm sorry about the old Emperor or whatnot. And Kiefer Sutherland's like, yeah, hail the Emperor. Because I remember he's kind of like, Jared Harris is all like, what, what was that about? And when they walk out, he was like, did you see his reaction when I said, hail the emperor? Mm. And he was like, they talk about this new emperor, Titus. I think he's like, he has the ear of every bad man in Rome. Ooh. So they're not very happy with Rome. No, it's so weird where like politics are involved no matter what, like yeah. in real life or in a movie, my brain automatically just shuts off. Really? It's just gone. That's why I'm like, Scott will listen. Well, <laughs> There was a show, Rome, that got canceled way too soon that was just basically that. A lot of it was the politics in Rome. Mm-hmm. So that stuff's kind of interesting to me. It's, it's a lot of back alley dealing, like stabbing people in the back. And in case of Julius Caesar, legitimately stabbing him in mm-hmm. the back. Well, that's politics. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know about it. And maybe that's why my brain shuts off because yeah. it's all corrupt and evil. But Rome got canceled because it cost a shit ton. And I think it got canceled so they could make way for Game of Thrones. So Rome got wrapped up in two seasons. Like this, I remember watching it, and the last season got wrapped up really quickly. Jeez. But that's what this reminds me of, the politics and, and all that shit. I think we see here Cassia sees her horse running back, and she's like, what the fuck is this? She's like, where's where's the stable boy at? And she kind of looks over at the volcano. And the volcano is like, oh, what are you looking steaming. at me for? I thought it said, <laughs> I thought my notes said the volcano was streaming. Oh, yes. I'm like, it's on his... It couldn't have been me. I Facebook? was watching Netflix. No. <laughs> but it was steaming. And then I don't know why, but I just thought, oh, Chad, he's not coming back. He's gone into the light, Chad. <laughs> he's gone under the ground, child. <laughs> but that makes me laugh if the volcano had a personality. Would this make it better or worse if the volcano talked? <laughs> it would be worse. <laughs> she looks at it and he's like, what? <laughs> it, like, wasn't it wasn't me. It wasn't me. What are you talking about? Why is that steam coming off you? <laughs> it's a hot day outside. I'm not going to blow up or anything. I'm taking a shower. <laughs> the steam comes off me. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Do I pitch at you for every little thing? I'm a fucking volcano. <laughs> we see them, like uh, Atticus, we see Atticus and Milo talk again, and Milo has a funny line. He's like, I heard tomorrow is your last fight. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. He says it to everybody. Yeah, he's excited. Everybody says it. They're like, oh, this is Atticus. Tomorrow's his last fight. He's going to be a free man. Wait, what? Tomorrow's (laughs) his last fight? He's like, hello, I'm Atticus. Tomorrow's my last fight. I had no idea. 
<laughs> and they say the movie Gladiator, he's like, oh, they'll never let a gladiator free. I'm like, lawsuit. He said gladiator. Mm-hmm. Ridley Scott, the director of Gladiator, going to be taking some action on this movie. But <laughs> Milo is trying to talk into Atticus and he's just like. You'll ne- they won't let you be free. He's like, they will never let a gladiator be free. He's like, I believe in the Roman law. And I'm like, that's your first mistake. Yeah, he's like, as long as you are strong, they will never let you free from being a gladiator. It'd just be funny if they couldn't legally say gladiator because of that movie. So he's just like, as long as you are a man who fights in this arena, <laughs> or as long as you're a uh, maniator. I don't know. <laughs> maniator. She's a maniator. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know the other words. But this is kind of where Atticus is like, well, you showed me your weaknesses today. So yeah, oh I'm yeah. Gonna kick your ass. Milo's like, excuse me, you showed me your weaknesses too. Yeah. And they were kind of like telling each other exactly what weaknesses. But this is where I think they're going to be best friends forever. For as B- long as they rest their lives, yeah. BFFs. I don't know if we see it here, but Atticus does talk about he did have a family or something. And did he say, like, Rome killed them or the gods killed them? Yeah, I thought that came into play later, maybe. He basically says that his family was killed just like Milo's. Gotcha. Like, and it's been so long that it's hard. He can't even see their faces, you know. Yeah, been a while. But the... Bellator, the second in command of Gracious, comes in here and he starts picking guys out of cages. And he's like, yep, this one. Oh, this one looks good. Yep, take this one. And they line them all up and they're taking them to put on a show at Cassia's house with for her parents. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess they're just setting them up to be eye candy for these people or like to show how strong they are. Yes. Because there's a woman who goes up to Atticus later and she's like, look at this one. She goes up to examine and i put it in quotes yeah and doesn't a man say it would cost her or something to do that to look at his weapons oh gotcha yeah unquote because they're raping these slaves isn't that hilarious yeah like it and it's a woman yeah i mean and that's i mean it happens it's a real thing right but it's not normally shown in movies but atticus did not seem to mind he actually looked pretty like, hey, she I, wants me. Yeah, Ooh. I think he says something to Milo where he's like, enjoy it or, you know, at least we don't have to fight or something like that. That's true. But Ooh. Milo did see one of those soldiers. It was Proculus. Proculus, is that how you see his name? Oh, yeah, Kiefer's. Corvus is like second in command, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Milo sees him and is all like, hey, you are somebody I want to kill. Mm-hmm. So he keeps that in mind. And another thing I wanted to mention about Atticus is they call him a barbarian throughout this whole movie. Oh. They're like, oh, the barbarian. Because he's black. That's what I got. Oh. That's what I got. They're not calling Kit Harrington a barbarian throughout this. So, okay. Since you said black, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up. There is a African-American uh, gladiator named Rodney Alexandra. And his name is just Gladiator, so I'm yeah. guessing he was just one of the, the background. one of the fill-ins. However, there is another one, Emmanuel Combongo. I'm so sorry, I'm horrible with names, but he is an African Gladiator. Hmm. And when I was looking through all the cast, I'm like, why is he called African Gladiator, and the other guy is just Gladiator? I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. Like, did that guy specifically say, "I want mine to say African Gladiator"? 
And, and they're both black men. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the guy who's not called, um, maybe they did that because they were like, we're not calling all the black men in the movie African gladiators. We changed it up. We called one African and the other man regular. Okay. Now that makes it. Like, we're not okay. racist. We swear. We swear. <laughs> I swear. We've got several of them in the movie. Them? No, I mean. What? Black men, of course. Uh, and I just find that just weird. And I think, and sometimes, like, I try to be so cautious because I don't want anybody to, to think that I'm prejudiced or yeah. a hater. Or I'm none of that. So I, I am almost cautious to the point that I bumble over and look horrible so sorry if that upset anybody i just found it very weird it's strange and, and remember that time you called the uh, black person afro-american did i no that's what kramer <laughs> did from seinfeld oh. <laughs> when he was apologizing for using the n-word he was like i love afro-americans oh boy like jesus christ dude no 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 but corvus Kiefer sutherland and and cassia's dad severus you know he's like hey can I show you like what I want to do with this investment and stuff and shows him like this really nice models of what he wants to do. He shows like a new arena, mm-hmm. different places around the city, big old parking lot, <laughs> mall. Yeah. Two story mall. The mall. <laughs> <laughs> it, the wave of the future, man. It's the mall. I swear these will be big <laughs> in about however many years it would 3, have been. Years, <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> but Kiefer Sutherland's like, you know what? I can tell you right now, the emperor is not going to be interested in this. He's not, he doesn't like malls. He's not into them. He's going to take that parking lot, though, because he's very interested in that mm-hmm. and give you a finder fee. He's like, God damn it. Put up a parking lot. <laughs> yes. And he's like, but I'm go- I am interested in investing. He's like, I would be happy to invest mm-hmm. in Pompeii with you. And Corvus asks Severus to have his daughter bring him a drink. Yeah, because, yeah, you instantly get the idea. He's just like, he is holding it over that he is investing so he can get to his daughter. Mm-hmm. And I put in here in my notes, this movie is so fucking boring so far. No. <laughs> but Cassia and Milo, they make eyes at the party. She happens yeah, yeah. to see him, and she realizes that he was the one who killed that horse. And she's like, wow, he killed that horse right in front of me. I'm so horny right now. Yeah, giving some love eyes. <laughs> They're like... Oh, sexting in their time. (laughs) (laughs) Which was carving out, well, they had paper, I'm assuming, which is writing it out on paper and then sending it. (laughs) Little stick figures. Yeah, he draws like an eggplant. She's like, woo. (laughs) She's like, are you up? And he's like, yes, I'm up. I'm standing on this in in your living room. (laughs) Or he draws a picture of him killing somebody else. You know, he's a gladiator. Yeah. She's all like, ooh, you're killing people for me. He's like, I killed another horse the other day. Thought oh. of you. <laughs> Gosh. But That's Cass- your sign, girl. Run. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Cassia and Corvus run into each other, and he's all like, oh, hey, Cassia. How you doing? And Cassia's parents are all like, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys know each other? Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, yes, we knew each other when she was in Rome. We met in Rome. Which I'm like, oh boy, this isn't going to be good. But it's so weird. I didn't understand why they were so worried that he knows her already. Because they act freaking out. They were like, did you know he knows her? He knows her? Or what? They're like, why does he know her? Probably because they know they're pretty much making a deal with the devil. Yeah, I guess so. And they're like, I don't want my daughter anywhere near this jackass. I think it's Kiefer Sutherland or somebody here made me laugh where they were like, he was like, well, Pompeii is a holiday city. 
So it's like Pompeii wow. is like a vacation town. Wow. <laughs> it's like we go there for vacation all the time. And I just imagine like it being Florida. There's a bunch of old Jewish people there. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. Like we used to we used to live in New York and now we're here. Ugh. I retired. Our air condition just kicked on, so I hope you guys can't hear that. Yeah, well, that's what it is if you did. But I think Corvus makes it known. He just he's like he wants to marry her, or he says it to a second mm. in command, maybe or at this point. But no, he tells her he's like I thought we had an agreement, and then Cassius like you had an agreement, and then Corvus explains that he is better and could take her home as his wife. Yeah, he wants to go home, marry her, take her home to Rome with him. Yes. Yeah. So this volcano, you know, it shows the volcano and it, like, shakes the city. It's like a little earthquake. Yeah, and I think Milo even says it where he's like, does this happen here a lot? And he's like, it is the gods. That, that's Atticus's voice there. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Echo has a very distinct voice. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it is the gods. I think because of the shaking, Cassius' horse is, like, going crazy. Yeah, all the horses are just going crazy. This then, horse has like PTSD from before where it was like hey, it, it, the ground, it ate him up man. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> the poor horse. It, this volcano's gonna kill us all. Need some therapy. Yeah, so he's going crazy and Cassie is like, I saw him calm that horse down. Hopefully he doesn't break this one's neck, but he's good at calming him down. And here's my chance to get closer to him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bellator what has some problems with him going in there, but he goes in alone and they take his chains off so he can calm the horse down, and he really just does like this. He uses like the force on the horse. Basically, <laughs> he has his hands out, and he doesn't. I don't even know if he says anything, but he's just kind of standing there. Uh, yeah, he doesn't make direct eye contact at first. Oh yeah, because I mean, if you do that with animals, that's then you're trying to like one up them. So yeah. he's just kind of cowering and putting his hands out, going like, "You're you're the man." Yeah, he's the original horse whisperer. Right. Yeah, I thought he... Oh, that's what I put. He's a horse whisperer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but he finally gets closer and makes eye contact, and then they... He kind of loves on him, and... There's a really funny cut right here, because it, he, it shows him kind of, like, petting the horse or whatnot, and then it cuts to outside where Cassia hears the horse calm down. So she goes in there. I think Bellator is like, no, no, you can't go in there with him alone. But she goes in, and Kit Harrington is just sitting on top of this horse. I was yep. like, why did he get on top of it? <laughs> like, what was he doing? <laughs> He was probably thinking, I'm getting the hell out of oh, here. Oh, maybe, yeah. He's like, this my step of uh, calming the horse down is getting on top of it. <laughs> Making it feel like it's broken. This is where Milo does tell Cassia that his family were horsemen. Yeah. Um, and explains that they're, you know, longer no longer here. This is butchered by the Romans. Yeah, and then Cassia's like, Well, my dad thinks he can bargain with Romans. <laughs> So there's that. Yeah, she's like, I hate Rome. And then Kit Harrington has to one-up her. And he's like, she's like, well, I hate Rome, too. And he's like, yeah, well, my father would have killed every Roman. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was like, oh, his, his dad just kills everybody. But I guess Rome isn't their friend, so of course he would want to kill him. Yeah, they have like an Aladdin moment here where instead of getting on the <laughs> magic carpet, he offers her hand and she gets on the horse with him. And she hesitates, though. She's yeah. just kind of like, do I want to do this? Uh, let me think. Yes, I absolutely do. Yeah, magic horseback ride. <laughs> A whole new Pompeii. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So, the, yeah, and, and Bellator is outside and he's all like, my lady, my lady, let me in. Let me in. Mm-hmm. And 
they bust through the door, riding that horse, knocking over a big like fire pit that helps light the room. Well, what is so funny too before they take off is she gets on the back of this horse and she immediately like puts her arms around him. Yeah. She's like, yes, yes. She's like feeling. She's like, ooh. Did you know I read on IMDb that you worked out quite a bit to get these abs? <laughs> and he's so small, she could like wrap her arms around twice. Yeah, he's not a very tall person. Well, I just meant like skinny. Oh, yeah, I see not what you mean. Not necessarily tall, but. Which, this is where I finally wrote it down. I'm glad I did because I forgot. But they're riding into the countryside, and the sound on this movie is so bad. Mm-hmm. It was so quiet, and then it very loud. So we have to crank our sound up, and then shit happens, and it gets really loud. So I was constantly, like, raising, then lowering, raising, then lowering. It's like our intro and our exit music. I thought I, I, thought I edited that pretty well, though. Mm, I don't know. It could be. I think when I listen through the app, it's different than it when I listen to it. Well, that's some good feedback because I thought I always try to edit it to where the sound isn't that bad because it's it's music. So I figured it would be louder. I kind of like it, though, just because I, I like our intro and all that is a beat. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want it to scare you. In my chair. Um, some podcasts I listen to, like at the end, like they come on with like we hate movies. I've mentioned them constantly. But at the end, they're like, all right, we'll see you next week. And then if I'm like, usually I'm listening to it at the end of the night when I'm like almost asleep. Mm-hmm. And then their music comes on. It's like, ba-da-da. Like, <laughs> You're like, I'm awake. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, they ride up into the countryside here. And she's still just touching him all over. <laughs> just like holding uh-huh. on and yeah. touching his chest. and <laughs> Like, if you don't mind, I'm just going to yeah. rub my hands all over your body. I don't know if I'm going to get to do this again. So, <laughs> <laughs> And they almost kiss at here. Mm-hmm. They almost do. And they realize that the guards have been following them. Yeah, Milo's like, man, I got to take you back. Yeah, he's like, I will tell them that I forced you to come with me. And she's like, what? No, no, no. And he's like, no, they save your your name or whatever. And she even mentions to leave her and go riding because he has a chance of freedom. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, but what, what cost is it to you? You know, what are they going to do to you if right. I run off? So he ends up going back and, and they're in love. Yeah. They're making wedding plans and everything. <laughs> well, Kiefer Sutherland's ready to kill him. Corvus is ready yes, to kill him. and fucking Corvus. And Cassia is like... No, no, he saved me. He saved me. Yeah, she said the horse just ran off. Yeah. It just, just, it was still so scared, and, and Milo couldn't, you know, do anything about it. It was, it was out of his control. Yeah. And she says to Corvus, you know, she's like, what would it be worth to you if you saved his life? She says that I would be grateful for your mercy. Oh, that's right, because, yes, it's actually Corvus that's like, what would it be worth to you if I saved his life? And then, yeah, she's like, grateful for your mercy. Yeah. And I was like... Is he proposing right now? I thought so. I don't know. I mean, this is this would probably be about right for his kind of proposal. Yeah. Because he's awful. <laughs> yes. He's an awful human being. Well, his um, character is. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, well, Kiefer Sutherland's like, he's not getting off light, though. Fifteen lashes to the back. Yeah. And she was not happy with that. But they just, they do it immediately. They just, they pull him up. You know, by the hands. Yeah. And tie him up. And Ariadne's there, and um, she's holding Cassie's hand because she's upset that he's got to get 15 lashes. Um, but it's better than being dead. 
Yeah, and she's like begging to her father Severus. She's like, please stop this, stop this. And he's like, I can't. He's like, there's nothing I can do. He's really investing in this parking lot. I need it. <laughs> he's like, I gotta have this parking lot. <laughs> so Cassie is talking to her friend Ariadne here and she says something, or her mom or somebody, and she says something to the effect of, like, she left Rome before Corvus could have her. Before, And I wrote, mm-hmm. it wasn't clear. I was like, was he beating her? Did she leave before he could, like, rape her or have sex with her? I don't know, but she left Rome. One of the reasons as well is to get away from him because also Rome is very uh, corrupt, as she says. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch that part, but I don't doubt that she <laughs> she would have left immediately after meeting that guy. So we see the aftermath of the whipping, and Milo's in his little cell with Atticus, and his back is all fucked up, and Atticus, making the worst decision, pours all this wine on his back. Yeah. I would imagine that would hurt like a real son of a bitch. Yeah, he was even like, I hope it was worth it, because this is a waste of wine. Yeah, and then the volcano again rumbles, and Atticus is like, oh, the gods have a plan for us. Mm-hmm. And here, I have it in my notes here right now, is that Atticus says the Romans took his family from him. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then Milo thinks that maybe the gods saved him and gave him, you know, 15 lashes for something else. You know, maybe he's meant to do something else now. Yeah. And here's the big reveal. He's like, Milo, my name is Milo. Yeah, he introduces himself. And he's just like, Milo, what a terrible name for a movie set in this time frame. (laughs) Atticus is like, that's that's a very weak name. What if we named you like Spartan? Let's let's um Miloicus. <laughs> Myaticus. I don't know. <laughs> Sciatica. <laughs> but they are BFFs. Yeah. They're officially BFFs right now. Mm-hmm. They're good friends now. And I think before this whole scene we get to see Corvus's second in command goes up to Gracious, the owner, and he's like he's like, Oh, is Atticus fighting tomorrow? And he's like, Yeah, it's his last one. And he's like have him, or is he fighting Milo? And he, he's like, no, he's fighting his own guy. He's like, have him fight Milo and kill him. Mm. So they're setting it up so Milo will die. Yeah, they want him to die first. Like, they want him to fight first and die first. Yeah. And then I think uh, the guard's like, are you sure that's what you want? Because then that means Atticus is going to fight somebody else and most definitely win. Yeah. Oh, oh you're right. You're right. Yes, they, they Milo is going to fight first and get killed. Mm-hmm. And then this, the Gracious is not happy because, yes, Atticus will get free. Right. And that's why they were pairing him up with Milo because they know Milo's going to kill him. Oh, gotcha. And, okay. And that way Atticus isn't free. Free. Yeah. That You're absolutely right. Yes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I say that every time. <laughs> so it's the big day, I think, at this point now. It's the big day of the fight, the Coliseum show. We're in the arena. Yeah, and we see Gracious and his second-in-command, Bellator, talking. And they were like, dude, do you really want this to happen? He's like, uh, no, not really. I don't want Atticus to be free, and I don't want Milo, he's my best man now, to get killed. And they were like, well, let's change it up. So they don't get to see what they're doing here until just a few minutes. But they're like, yep, let's not do this. Let's change this Mm -hmm. all up. And then Gracious sees uh, Rubble start falling in the arena yeah. and he's like uh severus do you, you see this crumbling mm-hmm. you know the arena he's like i'm not saying that we shouldn't go forward but maybe just postpone it for a minute but then 
Severus is like, hell no, Rome wouldn't be impressed by that. He's like, that's been there. That's been there forever. And I gotta have my parking lot. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, if you keep going in this fucking Coliseum, it will be a parking lot. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, win-win for me. <laughs> then there we go. But no, Severus, yeah, you're right. Severus is like, that that rumbling there, the Coliseum, like, breaking, that crack that's up there, that's been there forever. That, mm-hmm. That's just, the, that's the lucky crack in the Coliseum. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's not gonna fall down. This is just like more fucking politics you know he's just like it's gotta go forward no matter what yeah so yeah everybody's there in the coliseum cassia and her parents are sitting with Kiefer corvus and his man and the announcers of this coliseum is very strange it's like three people with these masks on and they like talk at the same time they were like oh the romans have decreed that this fight will now happen yeah it's a great corvus and yeah they got like gold Whole face mask. Yeah. When he said masks, I think of like face. A COVID face mask. Oh, gotcha. It's like a helmet almost, even. Yeah. It goes over their entire head. I was like, they have masks on? I don't think so. But yeah, the whole face. So they were like, you know, in celebration of Corvus, we're going to reenact that whole fight he had with the horsemen 17 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. So they take all the the slaves out, including Milo and Atticus, and chain them to the rocks in the center of the arena. And then they have all these other people pretend to be the Romans, like, slaughtered them. Yeah, and Atticus is like, but wait, I'm just supposed to fight one-on-one. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, this is my last day. This is not what the law said. Yeah, this... uh, HR said that I could just go? Yeah. I mean, what's up with this? <laughs> That's like my last job I had before I started my new one. Like, I showed up at the last day, and they were like, they're going to turn all your stuff off. So whenever that's done, you can just leave. So I left like an hour later. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's just like, uh, my equipment is uh, turned off. Can I just go? I just, yeah, I need to. <laughs> Everybody else can stay. I just, it's my time. But they called it a Celtic Rebellion. The Celtic Rebellion, yeah. So they're reenacting that scene from the beginning. And uh, they say very something very interesting here where the uh, the gladiators say, For those about to die, we salute you. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think, I guess that song by ACDC was inspired by that because <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a real saying, I guess. I looked it up. It's like, for those about to rock. Ow. Weasel. Yeah, so I was like, oh, ACDC. Man, now I gotta listen to some ACDC. <laughs> so to start it off, Kiefer Sutherland, and by the way, he's super happy that they're gonna show how badass he was in this fight. He was like, oh, yes, I was there, and I killed these people. Mm-hmm. So he takes some grapes, and he just crushes them, and they're like, games begin. Is this like when you smash a bottle of wine against a boat for good luck? I don't, Maybe, yeah. I don't know, because that, that's to christen it, I heard. You know, it's like, oh, you do it for good luck, and mm-hmm. but Smashing I grapes? <laughs> I guess. Is that the same thing as wine? You think you could just be like... Go for it, because people are like, is, is that go? Did he crush those grapes? I can't see it from over here. <laughs> it's so far away. <laughs> yeah, he did. Let's go. We don't have binoculars in this time yet. There are magicians in the game I'm playing called Elden Ring now that look exactly like these three announcers with the helmets on. Mm-hmm. Same thing. There's these people in the game that can cast magic, and they have helmets on like that. So this big battle happens now. You know, Kit and Atticus and the other guys are kind of winning. Like, other guys are killing the sl- the gladiators. Gladiators killing the other guys. Uh, Cassia's making eyes at Kit, and Kiefer Sutherland kind of sees it, and he can tell that she, you know, really likes him. Mm-hmm. There's a really cool scene here where Kit is about to get killed, and Atticus, like, tosses an axe sideways. He's like, yeah, 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 and it, like, goes into a guy trying to kill Kit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what axe do. 
when they get tossed they're like, Wee Yes. Doesn't Kiefer Sutherland at some point here make a threat about her family getting killed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he makes a threat of killing her family, and she's like, well, if I get married to you, would my family be protected? And he's like, well, your family will be my family, and they'll be just fine. So, anyway, I mean, there's really no way to talk about a huge battle going on, but basically, Kit, or Kit, Milo and Atticus, they get on top of the rocks, and then they're fighting the people down, and then there's a guy riding in a chariot, and Milo, like, throws his chain or something, and, like, he gets on the back of the chariot and pulls his chain tight, and it starts knocking people down, and so they win, and, and Kiefer Sutherland even's like, I don't remember it going quite like this, because <laughs> the, <Right. laughs> the horsemen are winning. This doesn't look right. Yeah, and so it's funny, at the end, it's like Atticus, a couple of guys, and Milo, and Milo gets on top of the rock and takes like the flag of the Roman signal, sigil down, mm-hmm. and it's funny, Kiefer Sutherland just goes, he wouldn't, <laughs> and he smashes it, and he's just like, <gasps> He would. Ha ha. And then he throws like half of it, the other half. That's yeah. Like a pointy end. He throws it right towards Corvus. Uh, and it would have hit him. Yeah. His second in command steps uh. in and just like, Pugaya! and like hits it. <laughs> he pulls the sword out and like cuts it out of the air. He does. I'm like, God damn it. So they have all these archers and Kiefer Sutherland is about to give them the go ahead. Like, these archers are getting ready to, like, kill everybody that survived this battle. Mm-hmm. And they do the thing, the same exact thing as in Gladiator. If he's getting ready to do the thumbs up, thumbs down. And Cassia comes in and is like, thumbs up! Yep. And everyone's like, woo, he wins! All which, right! Which, at first, I thought thumbs up was to, like, shoot oh, the sure. arrows. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Yeah, they're giving us, like, what's his rating of the fight? Is it good or bad? Ah, I, I only know that because they did the same fucking thing in Gladiator. I see, okay. And he was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she's like, oh, you know, they will think that you're weak if you, you know, overturn. She's like, they'll basically think that you're you're a, a bitch if you overturn this. Right. You know, if, and if you let them be killed, they will think it, you know, is an insult or something to the people. Or So he's, I can't remember exactly how she says it. Oh, she says, you will look weak if you kill them. And if you overturn it, it will show that your wife runs things or something like that. And so then he's fucking stuck. Corvus orders his men to take Cassia to the villa and lock her up. Yeah. Because she's not playing like on playing his, the game. Yeah. His, his ground, I guess I should say. But they take Atticus out of the arena. They were like, he is known as the hero of Rome or something like that. The soldier of Rome. And hey, Milo. No, it's Atticus. Atticus, okay. Because they take him out, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, soldier. So he gets to go back down under the Colosseum, and then Kiefer gives his, the order to his second-in-command to kill Milo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're right, yes. I thought they did that to Atticus because they do take him out of the arena. I was mm-hmm. like, well, he gets to live. But yes, the hero of the people, warrior Pompey, whatever, and then, yes, Corvus, is second-in-command, starts to fight him. Yeah, which isn't fair because he's, like, well-rested, and Milo just fucking killed a bunch of people which is so funny seeing this dude fight milo because kit harrington in real life is like a really short dude and this guy playing the second in command he's he's got to be super tall it's like (laughs) david and goliath here he's he's so big when they fight milo does say that he's like i know who you are and he's talking to proculus and he's like well whatever revenge you think you're gonna get it's not gonna happen yeah and they give him a, he has a sword and fucking 
and the second in command is Proculus. This is like you just said mm-hmm. to clarify. Proculus cuts through Milo's sword that he has currently, like right in half. Yeah. And you think you're like, well, this is it, but he stops and he's like, someone give him a better sword. Yeah, because he could have just killed Milo yeah. right then. And, and I was like, wow. I, I mean, I guess that's nice. Maybe he was just like thought it was too easy. Yeah. Oh well, he did say after they gave Milo a new sword. Uh, he's like, well, this shit's dull. He's like, there's a dull sword. <laughs> yeah, but Proculus is like, let's give him a good show. So it's all about, you know, politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just more politics. More politics. And then, and you're thinking in this movie, you're like, whoa, this gladiator movie is pretty badass. And then wouldn't you know it, this volcano just goes up. Oh. What? The arena collapses. Wait, there's a volcano in there this? There was a volcano in this movie. Shit. Yeah, and it blows up, and this arena, like, collapses. All these people in here go under the ground, and yeah. they fall and die, and all these CGI people just die. <laughs> and it what looks... did you think of the crumbling? Like, did you think it looked good? No. Okay. I thought it looked rough. I thought it looked pretty rough. Uh-huh. Um... It was almost like it was perfect, and then it cut, and yeah. it's all crumbled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not that great looking. And um, one thing that happens here, though, is that like a statue falls over and hits Corvus and Cassie's parents mm-hmm. and like crushes them. And you're like, holy shit, Keeper Sutherland just dead. died. <laughs> Please say fucking Corvus is dead. But before, like when the arena starts shaking, uh, Corvus does scream at his second in command, uh, Proculus, and he's like, kill Milo now. Oh, yeah, and he, like, Milo, like, jumps on him and knocks him down to the bottom of the arena, mm-hmm. like, where the slaves are kept. Yep. And they're all fighting, and I think Proculus does end up just getting away. He runs away, and... Yeah, he runs, like, Milo unlocks, uh, yeah, Milo unlocks all of the cages to let all the gladiators out. Oh, yes, to, to fight him, because he's getting his ass kicked by... Proculus at first, mm-hmm. and then he unleashes the, all the other guys, the slaves, gladiators. Yeah, and Proculus hauls ass out of there, locking them in. And Bellator. Mm-hmm. Bellator's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and he's then... like, oh, they're gonna fucking kill me. And they do. Yeah. Now we cut back to the like the platform that Corvus and her parents were sitting on, and you see that Corvus looks dead, and Carrie Ann Moss her the mom has been crushed underneath this like rock but she's still alive because jared harris severus her dad is like he wakes up and he's all like so heartbroken that she's dying but she looks over at Kiefer sutherland and he looks like he's still breathing because she's like kill him and you know when this guy has just been a real pain in the ass dude you just got to do it if he's threatening death absolutely because he hesitates he picks like a rock up and he's just like, uh, I don't know. He's dead, right? And like a horror movie, Kiefer Sutherland, his eyes just go like, boom. And yep. he, I think he stabs Severus here. He does. He gives a very Jurassic Park line here. You know, at the end of Jurassic Park when they're leaving the island, um, Sam Neill's like, Mr. Hammond, I've decided not to endorse your park. <laughs> he goes, I've decided not to invest in your city. Wow. <laughs> yes. It made me think of Jurassic Park there. <laughs> so Jared Harris, Carrie Ann Moss, they just lay there and, and they die. I thought this was weird. Well, according to IMDb, Carrie Ann Moss had a lot more scenes in this movie, which makes sense because she was Trinity. I yeah. mean, it was 
a long time ago at this point, but she's still a big actress. She's a wonderful actress. I just, yeah, I just thought the whole scene was weird. Yeah, and so we see now, like, people are trying to get the hell out of here. Uh, uh, Corvus and, and Proculus get away from the arena, but it cuts to this boat. We see Gracious, like, you know, he said he was trying to get on a boat and get out of here. Earlier in the film, he's there, and everyone, it's, it reminded me of Titanic a little bit. Everyone's trying to get on this boat. Yeah, and it was so funny. I thought he was going through town on a palaquin, mm-hmm. which is like one of those little platform things, and you have four people oh, yes. carrying you on it, like uh, Cleopatra. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I did have to look up what the fuck that was, the palaquin. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I've never heard you say that word before. Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> I didn't know it until today. I'm going to hear you say that all the time now. Palaquin. Like, oh, I worked so hard today. I need a palaquin. I need, I need you to carry me on a palaquin, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I can feel like a goddess. But it, it's funny because this guy on the boat is like turning people away. And Gracious is like, wait. He put he does like this mobster thing where he puts his hand in his <laughs> in his like robe. He and keeps I'm like, his money in his bra. <laughs> well, I'm like, is he pulling a gun out and fucking, you know, oh. this time now? But he's like, bag of gold. And he's like, yeah, hey, I got gold. Sorry, I ruined your thing. Oh, no. That's better. I was just like, is he pulling a gun out? He's got his, his bra on and that's, that's where he keeps <laughs> his money. He's a bigger man. <laughs> but I did put, I'm like, I'm not sure getting on this boat is going to save you. If it was like a motorboat, maybe. But yeah, they got to row this shit out. Yeah. But we cut back and now Milo is going through the arena and he sees the parents. Like the dad is dead, mm-hmm. but the mom, Carrie Ann Moss, is still alive. And he's just like, what did he do with Cassia? And she's like, she he took her back to the villa and locked her in there. Yeah. And then she dies, which is, I mean, she officially dies, which is just, again, weird. I just, I didn't like this scene. Yeah. Of them dying. Which, I don't know if this is true or if it is Atticus, but I did read on the IMDb trivia that the armor Atticus wears in this movie mm-hmm. is the same armor from that Dennis Quaid is wearing in Dragonheart, the Talking Dragon movie. Oh. I guess they just saw that they still had that same armor left over, and they were like, sure, why not? Sure. Because, yeah, Atticus and Milo are like, we gotta get the fuck out of here, and Milo's mm-hmm. like... You're a free man. You can do whatever you want. Just go. And he's like, I've got to save her. He's like, she saved me and I have to save her. Yeah. And he says, she's my freedom. Yeah. He's like, you have your freedom and she's my freedom. I gotta and I'm find like, mine. oh my gosh. And that was like a very romantic line. <laughs> yes. And then he, he was like, I tell you what, you go find her and we will meet up at the boats. Yes. And we'll get the fuck out. We'll meet up. Because that will happen. Going to meet at the harbor. So it it does show um, Cassia in her house, like her in this shed or basically whatever the hell they have her locked in. And like the place is collapsing. The volcano is destroying everything. This house gets destroyed. Like the roof collapses where she's at. She almost mm-hmm. gets hit. Yeah, it's just crumbling. And... Milo makes some fucking great time because he's all the way half across the city all, all immediately. He's just there. And, you know, he's like, I'm here in area. And he's like, she's in the shed. He might have <laughs> short legs, but he could run really fast. I guess so, yeah. It's, this feels so rushed to me. This whole love story, Volcano, mm-hmm. it feels so quick. And mm-hmm. on the IMDb trivia, again, it says there's like an additional 24 minutes. 
And that's one of my complaints at the end, I was going to say, is that this movie needed to maybe be longer if they were going for this. Yes. Because you don't really care about any of these people. Exactly. Like this love story, you don't really feel it. No. I mean, I did for a little bit. And, you know, he says some romantic stuff. Yeah. And, you know, they do some eye sexting. But, sexting. But, but that's, I mean, you don't get that invested. You don't. You know. I did not even cry. <laughs> yes. I did not I thought cry you in might. this movie. I thought you might at the end, yes. I didn't even tear up. Well, you just don't know these people. And like Titanic, if we're going with that, you really get an idea of Rose, the main character in that, mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to be a part of this lifestyle that she is. And Jack is such an interesting character to her. And you really feel like they're in love. And this is like, she hates Rome and she thinks that he is a nice guy. And then they're just in love. Yeah. It was, yeah. No, I, I agree. Too quick. And in Titanic, I bawled my freaking eyes out. <laughs> I bet. I remember I saw that when it came out in 97, so I would have been a kid. I remember the next day just feeling like kind of sick to my stomach about that movie. Because I, was... I felt it so hard, like how sad it was. Aww. I was just like, oh, it's so sad. Like, they wanted to be together, and now they never will. I don't know why it affected me so much, Aww. but I was just a kid. Because you, you love love. Well, well, now that I'm older, it doesn't. <laughs> But it did, where I'm just like, they're never going to be together. And now I can be like, it's a movie. It's really sad what happened, but I'm not, like, sick to my stomach. But And you're a very committed person. I mean, you just, I don't know. I don't see you ever loving anyone else but me. Well, that's true. That is true. <laughs> I mean, Milo gets Cassia out of this shed. He's, it's a very mo- funny moment where he's like, look at me. Look at me. And mm-hmm. she has this weird look on her face where she's just like... <laughs> She's just, she's because he's like he saved her and he's just like look at me and she's like <laughs> she makes this very her strange eyes are face yeah <laughs> and so we get to see Corvus now and his men they're like going through the city getting you know trying to force their way to the harbor and then he just immediately tells his men he's like that's it kill them all kill all these people yes. in the road yes I was like oh my gosh so after she makes her face yes. They're all like together, and Ariadne, Milo, and Cassier are all like, "We got to get out of here. We got to. This place is going up." I don't know if you noticed. If you looked out your window, there's a fucking volcano. I thought it was a Gladiator movie, but it's a volcano movie yeah. now. Uh, evidently, there's a volcano in this movie. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Jesus. There's only like thirty minutes left. Who thought? But you know, they had to take some time. Ariadne went and get and goes and gets some water. Yeah, she bends over and. and I don't know. I don't mean to be coming off as so like like a gross old man, but <laughs> she's like bends over, and I'm like, yeah, that's what that 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 costume was designed oh, for. Well, is gotta I, have some sex appeal here. See, that's I'm that's how I know that I'm getting older because when I was younger, I'd be like nice, but now that I'm like a married man, I'm like, of course they had to do that. That's right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I don't even care. <laughs> I, I know. I know. But. I just remember when I was younger, like we'd be watching TV or something or watching some award show and my parents would always comment on the people, the way they dressed. Oh, yeah. My dad would be like, you can see that lady's boobs. And my mom would be like, yeah, that's a crazy dress. They're just commenting on it. Did they ever yell out nipples? <laughs> no, not like us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I don't know. That's what I'm seeing now where I'm just like, huh, this lady had to wear this fucking dress that just showed her boobs off the whole time. And then I was like, I'm going to go get water. Bend over. Camera's right in front of my boobs. <laughs> You're like, at least I'm getting paid. I guess. But I, I guess I recognize that more now instead of being like, that was so hot when you see your boobs. I'm like, that poor lady. 
yeah, she goes to get the water, and wouldn't you know it, this volcano heard him talking about it, and it comes in and kills, like, the ground collapses in, and area, and it goes down. Yep. Well, gets killed, not goes down. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean. I talk about me not thinking about sex here, and I'm all like, yeah, she goes down in the ground. She getting down with herself. No, yeah, she and she tries to reach out for him, you know. Yeah. And and what what did you think about the scene, the collapsing of the mountain? I didn't feel anything. And her falling. I don't. I don't think it made me feel anything because I didn't care about these characters. Do you think it was CGI? Maybe the destruction around her. Maybe they they really had her fall or something, or made it look like it. But it it's actually been a week we do these things now where we record a week later and i don't remember it very well of what it looked like i remembered it a little bit and i felt like it looked really blurry oh yeah i didn't care for it i thought man they probably could have done so much better with some of these destruction scenes yeah i don't think they had much money for this like wholesale thing which if you're making a a destructive movie like this you really got to go for it you gotta you gotta have a bunch of money absolutely Uh, but yeah she dies and milo and cassia are like oh we got to get the fuck out of here you know she's really upset and milo's like so was she your friend or was she a slave i just want to make sure yeah was she like did she do things around the house like did she clean yeah. Or was she just, like, hanging out with you? Did she stay in the house, like, with you? Or did you make her stay in, like, a tiny shack off the property? Yeah. Did she stay, like, in the horse shed? Yeah. Or did she have, like, a nice house? Like, like nice room? Is she, like, in your room? <laughs> He's like, look, if we're in love, I just really want to make sure what kind of person I'm marrying you, getting with. <laughs> like, I just want to make sure. Was she your slave or her best friend? Because <laughs> if you say slave, I'm out. We, yeah. We gotta know. Um, so we do cut back now to Corvus. He's in his chariot with his men, and they're trying to get to the harbor as well. And Kiefer Sutherland, just out of nowhere, is like, all right, that's it. Kill all these people. Yeah, he, they were trying to get through, and, you know, the crowd is so thick yeah. that they can't even go forward or backwards. So it was just like, kill them all, and they all draw yeah. their swords and just start fucking killing people. Which I was like, I think that they could take these people because there's only like eight soldiers here around him, it looked like. I Absolutely. Was like, I think all these people, if they needed to in a panic, could take these guys. So now we're getting a Titanic ripoff here because everyone's getting on these boats and the boats are taking off, and the volcano just keeps exploding, and you see like these giant pieces of the mountain or rocks are falling and destroying these boats, and it destroys the, it like starts to take out the boat that gracious is on mm-hmm. this is where we find out he wears a toupee yeah at the very end right before the rock like destroys his boat you see him one last time and his hair's off yeah he's like no and it blows up or like a rock hits him i put battleship down <laughs> <laughs> you sunk my battleship yeah so i don't remember why but the water now floods into the city Oh, it started, for some reason, it started receding, like it's going oh. back into the water. Okay. It, and I think I even said this, it's back building. Oh, you did say that. I was like, ooh, <laughs> Twister reference. So, so what we have now is a fucking tsunami. Yeah, like the scene in Godzilla where all the water, when he comes out of the water, all the water is like flooding the city. Yeah. In the movie, I think it came out the same year as this one, that new Godzilla movie. Oh, maybe. But Atticus is watching this uh, as the wave is 
is coming, and then he just tells people to start running. Yeah, because all these boats are now flooded into the city, too. Mm-hmm. And we got to outrun this gigantic water, which I think they would just die. They, I don't think they, they could would. outrun it. You can't outrun the a water tsunami. The water is so fucking fast. <laughs> it's just... It's this is not gonna happen. But this mom gets like separated from this kid, and yeah. and she's like getting stepped on and everything. And the little girl is all crying, or the little kid I can't remember now, but she's crying. And then Atticus steps in and picks her up. Yeah, she's he saves the little girl, and you could see these boats that the ones that weren't crushed, like you said, they're kind of following them down this. Like, it's almost like an alley. Yeah. It, I, it's a street probably for them in that time, but it's narrow, mm-hmm. just wide enough for the big old ships. And he goes underneath like a bridge or like a walkway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where kind of the water is able to be blocked. But I did think the boat going through there looked pretty decent. Yeah. Okay. They might have done it for real. Yeah. I, I did like that. Because what happens is that this big boat like tries to, you know, it's being pushed by the water underneath this walkway. And it like gets it plugs the hole up so that the water doesn't come through, mm-hmm. and so Atticus kind of turns around and he's all like, "Whew, that was close." Yeah. So as, this is funny because it goes back to Milo and he's looking at all this destruction and shit, and he's just like, "Oh my god, look at all this happening." Kind of what he looks like in the final season of Game of Thrones. Spoiler: mm-hmm. When King's Landing is getting destroyed, mm-hmm. he you know walking around like, "Why? Why is this happening?" Yeah, it's all the aftermath. But they don't know what to do, and, and then Milo is like, we've got to go to the arena. And she goes, the arena? Why? And he goes, horses. Yeah. <laughs> I think they meet back up with Atticus as well, here at this point. Yeah, I did find it weird because Cassia asks if it's the end of the world, and why would the gods let this happen? Yeah. And then just then, everything stopped, and the sun starts shining through the volcano ash sky. <laughs> And they start smiling like, oh, maybe it's over. The gods are fine with us. Maybe the gods heard me and everything is fine. Well, Kit Harrington has a good line to this, to kind of what he thinks is going on here in just a bit. But yeah, you're right. She's like, why would the gods do this to us? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, just when you think maybe, maybe there's going to be a happy ending. More fiery volcano balls. That's what I'm going to call it. Fiery volcano balls. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when my mom used to cook those as a kid. <laughs> I'm like, that would be a nice name for a drink. Yeah, or like a... An appetizer. Yeah. Have some of my fiery volcano balls. Oh, the special today is fiery volcano balls. <laughs> it comes with five. Five in the basket. Five, or you can upgrade to ten. <laughs> if you want a whole table, that's ten. Um, uh, but yeah, game on, and they, they just keep running. Yeah, and this is where he has the line where he's like, we got to go to the arena. She's like, the arena? Why? He's like, horses. <laughs> that just made me laugh again, I had to say it. So, Horses. They go, they get back to the arena, and Cassia sees, like, where her parents were, and she's like, and he's like, don't, don't go over there. And she's like, no, I have to, I have to see it. And you see that her parents had died holding hands. Yeah, that's so sweet. And when she's over there, there's, like, this shadow behind her. Yeah. And I'm like, well can't be good and it's not it's fucking proculus i think i think it is proculus yeah but proculus. You, you, you see a guy come up behind her and she's like <gasps> and it cuts back to milo is seen and mm-hmm. they see all these roman soldiers come in they easily i wrote them here they easily take out all these soldiers and um Kiefer sutherland's like getting in his chariot after all this and he has cassia with him 
And Proculus is like trying to get on, it seems like. He's trying to get on the chariot. And Kiefer Sutherland's like, I'm sorry, Proculus, there's no room for you here. And then Proculus is like, well, I guess I'll see you in Rome. I'm yeah. like, you're not going to make it to Rome, dude. See you later. I'm going to leave you here in this city being blown up by a volcano. But um, Corvus sees Milo like come out of the ashes or whatnot. And he is like, a thousand denarii to any man that kills him and brings me his head. Mm-hmm. And he does chain Cassia up on like a little buggy behind his horse. Which I thought that was rude. Yeah, very rude. And then, and then this is where they kill all the soldiers. I, I, yeah. After they, after Atticus and Milo have killed all the soldiers, Atticus is like, "Go get your lady." He's like, "Cause it's just him and Proculus now." And he's like, "Go get your lady. I'll be fine here. I got this, dude." Yeah, and I just like, oh, I hope Atticus doesn't die. And then, I mean, and then I put like, well, everybody's gonna die anyway, though, right? I mean, a volcano. I, you know, at this point, that's a good thing. I was wondering, like, are they going to go a different route and have them escape? Would they actually made mm-hmm. it because it's a love story? Because you didn't know that this was, like, a true story, right? Like, this volcano blew up when we watched it? Right. No, I didn't know. Didn't know much that, about it? That it was a real thing that it happened. Because I said it at the end, because, spoiler alert, everybody dies. But I was like, I wondered if they were going to go, like, oh, you know, Kit or Milo and Cassio, they actually made it. Yeah, and I didn't know if they were gonna do a love story thing. It's like, cause as far as I remember, everybody died, and you were like, "Oh, I, I didn't realize it was like a real event." I, I mean, like, I could see where you could outrun lava because it doesn't really move that fast, but not in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no. I wrote in here. It's also funny because Proculus is even taller than Atticus, and Atticus is a big guy. I'm like, how fucking big is this dude? Wow. So we kind of get like cutting back and forth to Milo chasing. Corvus and Cassia to Atticus fighting Proculus. Mm-hmm. She does take like a piece of wood off the carriage and try to unlock herself. Yeah, she like picks the lock or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think Proculus calls Atticus a barbarian here again. That's when I wrote it down where I'm like, ooh, barbarian. Oh, dear. Atticus keeps getting like cut or stabbed here. I-, I can't remember the exact details of how the fight goes, but they make you think he's losing. He like gets cut or stabbed. So Proculus, yeah, he stabs Atticus, and he's like, oh, he says something about, like, begging for his life. And Atticus, like, gets Proculus down, and he's like, gladiators do not beg. And he stabs Proculus in the throat. Yeah. With his, the part of the sword that he broke off. Yeah. So he's, like, walking around because he's, like, dying. And I'm like, man, are they really going to go full gladiator and have him see his family again like they did in Gladiator? Oh, wow. Spoiler alert. Russell Crowe dies at the end of Gladiator, but he sees his dead family before he dies. You're just spoiling shit all over the place, which is fine. Sorry. I'm sorry you didn't watch a movie that came out in the end of the 90s. Yeah, that's my (laughs) fault. (laughs) My bad. But this whole scene where he is chasing Corvus looks terrible, where where Milo's riding the horse after him and everything's blowing up. Again, it's kind of blurry. I don't yeah. know if that's just how I remember it, but it was just, it wasn't, like, because CGI sometimes can be, like, too clean, like I, I was saying in yeah. Twister, but this was just, like, we're just going to kind of blur things and make it look like something's crumbling. Yeah, I think maybe they tried to blur it because they knew it didn't look great, so they're like, if we blur it a bit, but um, Cassia gets up and tries to stop Corvus from driving, and he hits her. And then the chariot, like, falls and they go flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's, like, temporarily knocked 
unconscious and I'm thinking she probably has a concussion and should seek medical attention as soon as possible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they didn't know that back then. And they had more pressing matters at the time. I guess. I mean, I guess a volcano would be a little bit yeah. more of a pressing matter. I, I get it. So Milo and Corvus, they start fighting and... Again, it's just hard to describe all the ins and outs of a fight that you know when you're on a podcast. But Milo does stab Corvus in like the arm with a knife at some point, mm-hmm. and there is a scene where like Cassie is down at the bottom of these steps and she sees a figure like walking through the smoke, and she's like, "Well, who is it?" And it turns out to be Corvus. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And he's kind of shaken. Yeah. So I mean, you can tell that he was hit pretty good. Yeah, and then. Um, Milo jumps on Kiefer Sutherland and they start fighting again and Cassia then comes up and locks like his arm, like Corvus's arm onto the chariot. Yeah, yeah. And he calls her a bitch at this point, which I was like, I need to look it up because we both looked at each other like, does bitch exist back then? Did bit was bitch a word? We probably need to find that out. When was bitch invented? <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh, oh, no, it says it was vented, invented in 10,000 CE, 10,000 Common Era, and this was like 92 AD. Oh, shit. After death. So he should not know what bitch is because apparently it didn't exist. Interesting. So maybe that was ad-libbed and he didn't realize <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, Kiefer, can you not call her a bitch? Can you just maybe call her, what would they call her? I don't know. Yeah. Whore? Well, yeah, it's like... Were whores back then? Maybe, because they did have, like, the brothels and stuff, like you always see in Game of Thrones. He's like, what are you doing, you cunt? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Kiefer, 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 this is the last time we let you ad-lib. We do not (laughs) say the C word. Well, I guess he was British. He was kind of... (laughs) Yeah, because they can say it, and it's like friends. (laughs) Well, you cunt, how are you? (laughs) The director, Paul W.S. Anderson, is just like... We've been here for three hours, and Kiefer just calls, keeps calling her the worst names. <laughs> you slut. God, whoa. No. Like, we, we'll edit it in later, and it's just like, it's funny if his lips didn't match. It's like, what are you doing, you bitch? He's like, that was way, he still calls her a bitch, but that's way better than what he was calling her. You know Kiefer Sutherland's lips don't match when he says bitch at the end of that movie? Mm. Uh, but Kiefer Sutherland's like, why are you doing this to me? Like, not like you're like the fucking worst person in this movie. No, he was trying to explain how big his penis was. Oh, really? This is what I, this is, I always think of like when guys are like, I'm so macho and I'm, I'm the head person. I'm just like, yeah, you're just talking about how big your dick is. I guess. But, but yeah, cause he's like, I'm, I'm the second in command of the emperor of Rome. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we get it. All right. But this is where Kit's like, you killed my family. I, I was the last of the horse people you murdered at the beginning of this movie we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you are now experiencing my God's vengeance upon you. Yes. Which, that's like the best line of the movie. That right. that was really cool. Love it. Um, I'm like, yeah, he's coming down on your ass. Yeah, so the I think the volcano blows up like even more, finally, like yeah. really goes off. It's in full bloom. And... It shows Atticus like looking at this fire coming at him, and he does the "For those about to die, we salute you." Mm-hmm. And then you hear the "We salute you," <laughs> and he says, "I die a free man." Oh yeah, I'm that's like, good. Oh my gosh. 
So they, yeah, Milo and Cassia are riding on this horse out of town. This big fireball is chasing them, and they get up a little bit ahead of it, and they get down, and, and Milo's like, take the horse. He's like, he's not fast enough with both of us. Just go. It's fine. And and she scares the horse away. She, like, hits it in the back, and the horse runs. Yeah. She's like, no, no, and I'm not doing that. This part, I'm like, how are they going to get out? They have to get out. And I'm over here going, they better not get out. I was like... <laughs> Not from what I know about this movie. They better not get out. They have to because they still have to get married and they're going to have to have kids and they're going to have to rebuild uh, Pompeii. <laughs> yes. And put up a parking lot. They got to build that parking lot. And then she's like, I don't want to spend our last moments running. And so they finally kiss and it's very artistic. Like it's slow motion. Them kissing. You see the fire coming at him. Yeah. And he's just like, don't look at it. Yeah, and look at me, look at me. Yeah, and they're kissing, and then you see the flame, like, right by them, and it doesn't it engulf... Yeah, they get engulfed yeah. in the fire, and then the movie cuts to black. They get swallowed by hot magma. Hot ass. Lava. Hot ash. Ash. So I was like, okay, all right, well, they didn't survive. Now, that's exactly what I thought happened in real life with the people, but um, the final shot of the movie is, like, them, their ash... They're ash bodies. Ash bodies, like kissing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, kind of showed them there. And... and then didn't you say that you did some research that that, nope. I <laughs> remember hearing about, I did no research, as I realized before we recorded this. <laughs> I was counting on you to do research because I did not do any research. Let me look, let me look. They found two bodies where it looks like one's head was resting on the other's chest. Mm. So similar, not kissing. Okay. But yeah, they found like all these years later, like archaeologists are like discovered like these bodies that were basically mummified almost. So they have an idea of kind of how it happened. But yeah, no, they not kissing, but holding each other. Man, that's crazy shit. I don't. I've seen like lava. There's like a volcano in Hawaii, if you didn't know, that Hawaii has volcanoes. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but there's like a YouTube thing that you could, they could, they were like recording the yeah. lava going down the road and it is super slow. Like it is yeah. slow, but it destroys so much and they were trying to save animals and it just, it really fucks some things up. Yeah, the lava isn't what they were running from in this. It was like the fucking explosion, the like the uh, the full explosion of like ash and fire. Like yeah, the fireballs. Yeah, the lava like that. I feel like you could really outrun that pretty easily. But the fiery volcano balls. Yeah, the fiery volcano balls <laughs> at your local um, cheddars. <laughs> mm, cheddars. And well, that's it. That's the movie. Did you like it? I think we kind of covered that yeah. at the beginning. And what's kind of funny is now that we've gone over it, I kind of like it more because I had a lot of fun in this episode. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, maybe we should do crappy movies because this was fun. It's fun to talk about them. Yeah, that's the best part. Not so much maybe watching them because right. I was so bored until they started fighting. I'm like, my Lord, this this is a movie about a volcano exploding and they're talking about Kit Harrington fighting in a gladiator pit. Yeah, no. I didn't care for it, yeah. but the movie itself. But I did want to give a shout out to another podcast called For the Love of Mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm on Reddit sometimes. They kind of have like this podcast community 
And I was just asking for some feedback on, on a, a podcast. But if you know anything about Reddit, you have to have this karma. You have to have so many karma points. Yes. So, but anyway, this very lovely lady from uh, For the Love of Mythology did give us some feedback and she was very nice. So I listened to one of her episodes and it's amazing. There's a lot of good information and she's just so enthusiastic that you just want to be just as happy about uh, mythology. But she also did recommend some more Ghibli movies mm-hmm. yep. uh, that maybe we could do a Ghibli movie. And, you know, we've said on our podcast, if you ever suggest a movie, we're going to be doing it. So guess what we're going to be doing? Not next, but next. <laughs> Two weeks from now. <laughs> Two weeks from now, we're going to get another Ghibli movie. Not sure which one yet. We're still in works. But if you have any suggestions, definitely you can um, reach us on Facebook Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. You can email us at thefilmobsessedcouple at gmail.com about anything. Even if you don't have any movie suggestions, if you just want to say hi. Yeah. Um, if you want random weird advice, I'll be happy to do my best. Um, and we really appreciate everybody listening and sharing our podcast. And if you would rate and review, that would be fantastic. Yeah, we would really appreciate it. And so this is going to be a little different now. We were doing Disaster Movie Month, mm-hmm. but we're doing an emergency broadcast. It's emergency. <laughs> it's an it's an emergency. We we really have to cut in here and do something. So the Batman just came to HBO, and we watched that in theaters, and I absolutely loved it. So we're gonna do the Batman for next week. Because it's an emergency. It's it's an emergency broadcast of the Batman. <laughs> Fuck disaster movie because we're not doing that next the week after either. Forget it. So yeah, we're doing the Batman. I am so excited to talk about it because I just I I love that movie so much. I can kind of, we're gonna watch it again here tomorrow from when we're recording, and it's gonna be interesting to take notes on a three hour movie. Mm. Um, we've never done that here, but it. I'm a huge Batman fan, huge comic book fan, so it'll be fun to point those out and things, and I'll be interested to dive deep and go over. I do have things, you know, about the production of the movie, like before it was getting made. Nice. It took a while to get made. They were trying to make that movie with Ben Affleck before he dropped out. So, interesting history to that, but but yeah, look forward to the Batman. Not, we were, I, I'll say it, we were going to do Dante's Peak for Disaster Movie uh. Month, but the Batman's coming next, so you're welcome. Yep, just... Forget Dante's Peak. And forget Disaster Movie Month. Forget it. Because we're going to... We're calling audibles. That's right. Woo! Yay. So, and then that's it. Yeah, if you suggest us a movie to watch, we're going to put it in the lineup. Damn right. All right. Well, that was Pompeii. I enjoyed talking about it way more than I did watching it. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week for The Batman. Bye-bye.